Hey all, this is WB Superstar Sammy Zayn. Lena Vega here. And yours truly the half man, half amazing Montel Montavious Porter MVP. You'll listen to Road Trip After Hours with Mac Davis. And Hall of Famer, Teddy Long. With a certified G and a bona fide stud. And I'm not even talking about me, I'm talking about Teddy Long. And my man Mac Davis, how you guys doing? Enjoy the show, guys. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of Road Trip After Hours. I'm your host, Mac Davis, along with my WWE Hall of Famer co-host, Mr. Teddy Long. Hey, Teddy. Hey, what's going on, Mac, man? Hey, we got another great week of uh, great at Road Trip After Hours, and I'm really happy about uh, this week's show because, uh, as you know, this Saturday night, I'm going to be there in Marietta, Georgia. <laughs> Of on Waterman Street at the old Salvation Army building there. They're going to have a big wrestling show there. And it's going to be, you know, something they're going to do for the veterans. And uh, today, uh, you know, I didn't want to just talk about the wrestling part. I wanted to talk about maybe what the what the promoter over there, Venetia, is doing yeah. for the veterans. Because, I mean, we can't forget about these veterans and with the war and all this stuff going on right now all over the world. So you just never know what's going to happen from day to day. So uh, we got him on Mac, uh, Venice. He's the promoter there, and he's going to tell us the name of the company and everything, and he's going to let us know what's going on for Veterans Day. Come on, Venice. Thank you so much for having me on your show, guys. I appreciate it. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Um, yes, my name is Venice. I used to go by Tamilian Venice in the world of pro wrestling, and I uh, am the owner and promoter of AWWA American Warrior Wrestling Alliance. And this number 11th uh, next week, as we are like a few days away from this biggest event, we're giving back to the community. We're giving back to the veterans. So what we're doing for the veterans is we are not charging them. We're giving them a free ticket to the show. And then with the help of Salvation Army, we are uh, raising as many funds and donations in, in terms of food, clothes, Everything is possible. If anybody needs shelter, yes, of course, we are there to help them. So that's the goal um, of the show, to help the veterans and give it back to the community. Who all do you have on the show that's coming up, Vinish? I have the legend, the Hall of Famer, Teddy Long right here, uh -oh. and it's an all absolute right. honor. And, of course, former WWE NXT uh, UK star, former WWE NXT tag team champion, uh, Danny Burge, a.k.a. Martin Stone, will be there. Then we have uh, talents from different parts of the country. We do have uh, Luchador uh, Elemento. He will be there. We have a wrestler from Phoenix, Arizona, El Lycan, trained by the Tom, uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard. Uh, he will be there. Then we have uh, Ramrock. He's another person also uh, from uh, the West. Uh, he was trained by Ryan Katz. Uh, a WWE uh, producer, I believe, yep. and he, he's from um, California, uh, Colorado area. Then, of course, we do have um, SP the Ghost, who was trained by Mr. Hughes. He's from here, from Atlanta, Georgia, who actually been to a lot of different places, Booker T's Reality of Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and he did AEW uh, Dark Elevation. So he's, he's making his return. So these are the biggest names I can say that we have. And, of course, we have guys coming from uh, New Jersey, Nick Thompson. Uh, he's uh, trained at the Spartans Wrestling School in, in New Jersey. Um, then we do have another uh, wrestler coming from Ohio, trained by uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard, goes by King Bomani. He goes by the King of Egypt. 
King Bomani. So these were the wrestlers. These were the talents that we have. And, of course, we have uh, talents coming from Florida. Hunter Hendricks, uh, Bodie O'Hara, Logan Eand. So we have talents from different parts of the country. So you got a lot of fresh faces coming into this uh, fed, it sounds like. Yes, absolutely. And, and of course, other, we... Sorry, yeah. And the other, that's okay. And the other thing, too, you know, as you was running out those names there, I know quite a, a few of those guys yeah. there, man, and they're great workers in the ring. So this show is certainly going to be a great wrestling show. And just to, you know, I just want to thank you and the company for, you know, inviting me, you know, to be a part of this, you know, because I'm all about, you know, seeing about our veterans. And not only that, you know, you're giving back to the community yeah. in any way that Mac and I, and you know, can help, you know, to, you know, forward, you know, help you give back to the community. And that's why we got this podcast and that's what it's all about. So, Benicia, if you tell us one more time, this Saturday night, now give us the name of the building, the address, and let us know what time bell time starts and meet and greet. All right, so uh, on number 11th, we have AWW Presents Unpredictable. This is the show for the community, for the veterans, for everyone. The door opens at 5 o'clock, and the main event will be Trevor Aon from Atlanta, Georgia. Trevor Aon versus Martin Stone, a.k.a. Danny Birch, for the AWWA International title. Now, meet and greet starts 5.30, 5.30 p.m. And we will have all the wrestlers out there um, signing autographs, taking pictures. So door opens at 5, meet and greet starts 5.30. We do have a pre-show that starts 6 o'clock. Then the show starts at by 6.30. Okay. Gotcha. Right, now, well. And Trevor, we know Trevor because I've worked with Trevor many times. We've worked with you as well, uh, just being fully transparent here. And so we know a lot of these names, like Teddy said, should be one heck of a show. And again, this is for the veterans, uh, which is very important. And and Vanish, real quick, how did you get involved with the veterans into this show? What made you do that? They've been given everything, just like Teddy said, their life, uh, their blood, sweat, tears, and even in my life, I got a chance to meet uh, veterans um, going through so much, like, you know, mentally, physically. And I've, I've seen a lot of them uh, on the road, on the street. And that that's wrong. That's bad. We need to let them know we are here for you. We are sleeping peacefully here because of you for what you did. And we wanted to appreciate it. So that's why. And always wanted to do something. And, and of course, I'm not someone born with a silver spoon in my mouth so i have to work hard you know save some savings and of course you need some sponsors it's it's it, it's um it's a it's a group thing it's like we're all doing this together all right well yeah. you know like i said man thank you so much you know for coming on the on the show and uh i'm glad to be a part of it and i think this is going to be a real big uh, saturday night is going to kick us off the first big show and of course, I, you did talk to me about you're going to be running regular around the Georgia area. Is that right? Yes, right. So we've been uh, running it from February 18th earlier this year. So our first show was February 18, 2023. That was our first show. We did it in Marietta High School. We were uh, part of um, a movie called El Santos as well and filmed it in our uh, venue. And from February 18th, we've been running it um, every other month. And now we are trying to run every month. Well, very good, man. Well, like I said, Mac, if you got anything else for Venice? 
No, I just wish you the best of luck, my friend. Uh, I know how hard you work, so I, I know that this is a big project for you, and I certainly hope that everybody comes out to that show. And again, you gotta you got to go see Teddy. I mean, come on. you got to go see Teddy, get you an autograph, get a photograph, anything else along the way. And at the same time, we wish you the best of luck, Vinish. Thank you so well, much. Appreciate it. Well, not only just to see me, let's see all the stars of the American Warrior Wrestling Federation. Yes. That, that, that's who, uh, yes. Alliance, Alliance, about. Teddy, American Warriors Wrestling Alliance. Okay, American Alliance. Warriors You don't want to be a Alliance. federation. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to get that right, all right? All right, Denise, thank you so much, man, and we'll see you Saturday night, Waterman Street, the Salvation Army Building, Big Night of Pro Wrestling. We'll see you there, players. guys this is ricky morton and robert gibson of the rock and roll express and we would like to invite you to listen to road trips after our 30 minute time limit with teddy long and mac davis hey ricky can you imagine doing something with teddy long and mac davis them two guys together hell they probably create some stormy weather yeah great times Welcome back to Road Trip After Hours. I'm your host, Mac Davis, along with WWE Hall of Famer, Mr. Teddy Long. And Teddy, it is that yeah. time where we open up the mailbag. Are you ready? I'm ready, player. Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get your letters every day. Here we go. Question number one. Amanda in Pennsylvania asked, Teddy, please tell us about your wedding in WWE. Do you recall any particular funny moments from the event? Uh, yeah, I think the, <laughs> the one funniest moment is uh, one of my grandkids was the ring bearer. No, and I so didn't know that. Oh yeah, so we were waiting. We were waiting on him to uh, bring the ring to the to the ring. Well, he ain't coming. Okay, <laughs> I look on. The, I look on the front row there, and I see Vince sitting there, 
and he's just livid. I mean, God, oh, brother, you know what I mean? Because Vince is real serious about stuff. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I'm like, oh, my God, why isn't why isn't he here? Why didn't he? So come to find out that the reason he didn't come down and bring the ring is because he wanted to go pee. And they wouldn't let him go pee. So he said, well, if I can't go pee, I'm not going to go down to the ring. So that was how he, <laughs> he finally ended up making it right at the end. But uh, he didn't come right away because he wanted to pee. What went through your mind when he didn't come out? Did you think, okay, how are we going to fix this? I, well, I, I I don't know, man. We were just waiting, you know, and I'm thinking in my head, you know, what's my backup going to be here? You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about all that, too. So, But finally, you know, we, here he comes. <laughs> I, my favorite part of the wedding, uh, there, there were several moments, but one I recall mostly was uh, when Vince McMahon was sitting there and he was just kind of jamming in his seat. Uh, oh, he's having was a going. great time. He's <laughs> having a great time. <laughs> that was now when you did the uh, the heart attack and uh, you know you eventually slipped into a coma. Uh, the heart attack. Did you go over how you were going to do that before you went live, or did you just? It just happened there. On well, the spot. we went to we 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 went to rehearsal and went over. You know, because with that stuff, Vince wants to make sure everything's right. You know, in yeah. timing. So we did go through rehearsal, but I never did let anybody know because I never did fall. So yeah. that way, that, we didn't want anybody to know that that was going to happen. But we, I knew at the time, but, but I never did fall at rehearsal. You know, so nobody would know. But uh, yeah, does that include the people I, who were in the ring with you? They didn't know either. No, they didn't know I was going to fall. So what do they think when you hit the ground? Did they think, oh, shit, what happened? They thought I, they thought I had a heart attack. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I got surprised EMTs didn't come running to the ring all of a sudden. <laughs> well, we had them there, you know, oh, and yeah. I, left, I left with the EMTs. You know, they put me in the in the ambulance in there. You never came back, did you? I'm trying to think, how long were you in a coma? I went. I did, I went in a coma. I just passed out right there. I fell out, and they come got me, put me in the ambulance, and I went home. <laughs> now, when was the next time you showed up on TV after that? Um, uh, it was about two weeks or uh, so after that, I believe. I think Vicky and them start and uh, uh, Crystal they start taking over. Gotcha. Oh no, it was later than that because I left and went, and everybody thought I was gone. And I come back, or maybe about a month, or maybe two, two, three weeks or a month, and I come back and. Uh, uh, Sacramento, I believe, is where it was. And they brought me there, but they kept me in the hotel all day long. They never did bring me to TV until time for me to walk out to that ring. That's cool. That's That shows how, how popular you were at that time and just how important you were for them to hide you away like that. I mean, otherwise, they wouldn't have cared and you would have been walking around in the back. So yeah. that says a lot. All right, here we go. Uh, Marvin from X asks, do you think, it's a good question, too, do you think Macho Man Randy Savage would have been as successful without the Hulk Hogan rub? Uh, well, yes, I do, because Randy was his own man. You know what I mean? I think Randy was just as hot as Hogan was at the time. You know, so I, I don't think Hogan had anything to do with Randy's success. I think Randy, I, you, I, I, I would say he owes all that to himself. Randy was a one man band. And like I said, he was he was exciting, you know, even if he didn't have the Hogan rub. Yeah. I, you know, to me, I think Hogan's uh, rub or whatever you want to call it basically just opened the door for Randy to be more creative and allowed him to be more Randy. Uh, so if anything, it maybe Hulk just gave him the opportunity to become more of Randy Savage. But eventually he would have gotten there anyhow, I believe. Well, 
Yeah, now I'm like you. It gave him a boost for his career right yeah. there to go to, to work in there with Hogan. You know, now you're working with the big man. You know what I mean? That's, that's really going to help you out a whole lot. Oh, yeah. He took advantage of it and ran. And that's that's right. why he was successful. So, Well, I don't blame him. Yep. I don't either. Let's see. Jackson <laughs> in Texas. What match where you were the referee did you enjoy the most and why? Oh, I don't know, man. I had a lot of good matches that uh, that I refereed, uh, like the turn when I turned heel there at the at the with the Varsity Club yep. is where I turned on the Road Warriors and counted them out. I enjoyed that. Uh, I enjoyed the Chi Town Heat uh, match. I believe that's Flair and Steamboat. I believe yes, sir. I was a part of that. I enjoyed that. And then I had a lot of matches with uh, Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express, you know, with the Rock and Roll Express, them working together, man. Great matches. I mean, and you work when you got in there with those guys, man. So it meant mostly all of my head were really back in the day, man. They they were they were great matches, and I just enjoyed working all of them. Did you ever catch a lot of heat as a referee or as a manager at any point where you got a little bit nervous? Well, no, I think the only time I got some heat is when I first broke in. I was trying to referee, and uh, they had me in the first match with uh, Ron Bass and Black Bart. And I threw the gimmick out the ring, and Black Bart looked over at uh, Ron Bass, and he said, did you just see what the referee did? And they <laughs> were cussing. And uh, I knew I then I was done. And so happened, I was lucky enough to survive that, because at the end, Charlie McGowan, Rod rest his soul, he was the bell ringer. He rang the bell too quick, screwed the finish up. So they got so mad at him till they forgot about me. So uh, <laughs> well, now while we're talking about tag teams, let me ask you, because, uh, you know, we were just mentioning, the, you know, the tags. Who do you think, Teddy, in during your time in wrestling, who were the best tag teams over the years? Well, Rock and Roll Express, you got to put them right there, man. Uh, Butcher Reed and Ron Doom were a great tag team. Uh, the Midnight Express, oh, God, you can't take anything away from them. Uh, those were, I, I would think, uh, well, you had the, the Kolos, uh, yep. uh, Nikita and Ivan uh, was a great uh, tag team there, man. So it was a lot of lot of tag teams, but the ones I would say to be outstanding were Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express, Butcher Reed and Ron, Doom, and... Uh, the, the horsemen, let's not forget about them. You oh, know, yeah. The four horsemen, you know, they're what outstanding team. Well, look, you brought the horsemen. Let me ask you this, uh, and I'm going to just add another question in here, but there were different variations of the horsemen, of who was in the group. Was there a particular group that you really thought was the horsemen uh, of all the groups? No, I never did look at it like that. You know what I mean? I know I see what you're saying. You know, they yeah. had replacements. They had like they added Barry Wyndham to it one time. Yeah. Then they had Luger added him to it and stuff. So I never did look at it like you know who was the better you know person to put in there. You know, because they all were good. Yeah. You know when when they added Luger, Barry it didn't change. Didn't, they didn't miss a beat. It kept right on going. So I like Barry Wyndham in the four in the four horsemen. I thought he fit perfectly in the four horsemen. Exactly. I did too. I think Luger was a little bit out of, I don't think that it wasn't him. That wasn't him. So I don't think that that was for him. I agree. All right. Let's see. We got time for one more. And this comes from Vince on X. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't think it's the real Vince, but here we go. What was the worst and best Vince McMahon characteristics? Well, I don't know. I don't know what he means by that. Uh, Like what, what was, uh, let's see. uh, What was, Vince really good at was he good at uh being friendly or was he or you know is his worst characteristic he was, he was good at being creative 
he was the he was the genius with being creative. Okay, so that's that's all I can tell you. And like I said, Vince was a was a great guy, man. Yeah. A lot of people say bad stuff about Vince. You know, well, you know, Vince just wanted you to be a man and wanted you to understand that his company, this is a business. We draw money here. Don't come here to play. Yep. And a lot of guys didn't take it because when I went there, I didn't understand. I got there playing around too because I didn't know any better. That's how I was taught in WCW. They didn't yep. never tell me the inside or the real because they didn't want me to know. Yep. So I didn't have a clue. But when I went to Vince, I understood it very well. And I thank him today. That man made a man out of me and made me understand what the wrestling business is all about. And then that's when I started keeping my mouth closed and my ears open so I could start learning the creative part of about it. And I was so lucky to be a part of Vince, to be right there and watch him create stuff. He created the thing with me and The Undertaker, the thing with Vicky Guerrero and myself. He created, that was Vince's idea. The White Boy Challenge, that was Vince's idea. So all that, a lot of the majority of the stuff that I did where I took Hornswoggle to school and all that, all that was Vince's creative stuff. And and I pulled off everything that he created. I made it work. So I was so happy to do that. And I learned so much from him. You know, it's uh, people who don't believe that Vince is, uh, you know, smart may want to rethink that. Just recently, I read an article where UFC credits Vince McMahon uh, with being involved now with Saudi Arabia, that uh, that deal only happened because of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon may come across as a crude, rude individual on TV at times, but the truth is he is one hell of a smart businessman and he can make money. And that's what he's there for. The man is a genius, and I understand now what he means about don't go out here playing or don't yeah. do this and don't do that because he's exactly right. You shouldn't be out there playing. This is serious. People, when they make movies in Hollywood, they ain't out there playing. No, they're serious. No. No. But you know, you have to learn this part. And sometimes when you don't get this, learn this, you, you don't make it. All right, Teddy, we're out of time. But before we go, let's talk about some events coming up again. You're going to be where this weekend? Uh, Saturday, going to be over on Waterman Street for a big wrestling show there. We talked about it earlier there. We're doing something for the veterans there. So that's uh, Saturday, uh, Waterman Street, the old Salvation Army building in Marietta, Georgia. Uh, I think I'll be a part of the New England uh, Fan Fest on February the 17th uh, in in Warwick, Rhode Island. I'll be a part of that. And you and I will be at WrestleCade November yes. 24th, 25th, uh, Winston-Salem. And so, Ben, hopefully, you know, we see all the people and have a good time. We certainly hope so. We're looking forward to that and seeing a lot of friends. If uh, you get a chance, please stop by and say hello, get a picture, autograph, or whatever. And at the same time, while you have a chance, while you're listening to us right now, please go right down there and subscribe. That certainly helps Teddy and I. We're trying to get our subscribers count up. Our views are doing good, but we need more subscribers. So we're asking you just to hit that button down below. And anytime we got new content, you'll know about it first. That's it. We're out of time. I'm Mac Davis. That is WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long. And this has been Road Trip After Hours. Holla! Holla!